the Dublin Arsenal podcast. I'm your host, as always, Jonathan Giles. On the show this week, we'll be reviewing our 2 0 FA Cup third round defeat at home to Jorgen Klopp's Liverpool side. So sit back and enjoy the show. On the show this week, I'm joined by my regular guest, uh, first time in a while, uh, from the UK, Carol Ozzy Osborne. How are you, pal? Good evening. How are you doing, lads? Good to have you back, Carol. I uh, hope you're keeping well. Um, I'm also joined by uh, our Mr. Meltdown for 2024, uh, Craig Smith. How are you, Craig? Hello, Johnny. Got you back. <laughs> Uh, he got his his web browser opened up in time for tonight, so hopefully um, a string of controversy comes out. Um, I'm also joined by Michael D. Higgins, uh, sidekick, Eamon Dunley. How are you? <laughs> uh, evening, Jonathan. Evening, Carl. Evening, Craig. It's back the Shepherd's Pie there. It's got peas in it. Um, I'm all right. I'm okay. Yeah. Um, obviously disappointed, but um, we, can, we can cover someone else, you know. Can we have oh, the, I have the president actually coming in for a message in a while, so um, <laughs> he'll, he'll give you one, you know. I saw Dion Taraj pass me by your window there, Eamon, so he yeah. must be just getting ready for the show. <laughs> um, I hope everyone's having a good week so far. Um, we'll kick on with the review from yesterday, so um, the Emirates every cup toward round uh, against Liverpool, 2-0 to Liverpool. Uh, Kivior with the OG and Luis Diaz got the second for Liverpool. Uh, Ray Nelson had a good chance after three minutes when he rounded Allison. Uh, and if he had scored that, it could have been probably he could have started the game off really well for us. Uh, sadly, he hit the side net. And if that was Gabriel Jesus or Gabriel Martinelli, what do you take <coughs> chance better? I think probably Ray Nelson probably should have lobbed him, maybe, but you know. It was, it was a big chance lost. Um, Odegaard and Trent Alexander-Arnold hit the crossbar with two really good efforts in that first half as well. But I thought we were really on top, at least from the first 30 minutes. I thought we were the only team really wanting to win it in the first half. Uh, ben White had a good shot uh, saved by Allison as well. Um, in terms of Liverpool's goals, um, Alexander-Arnold's swing in swing and free kick um, I don't know where Ramsdale was for us, um, and this was this would probably be Ramsdale's last game. But it's being out the cups now. But um, I don't, I can't really put blame on QVR. I think it was one of them free kicks where you had to do something, you know. And sadly, he put it in the back of his own net. But it was one of those free kicks where, you know, the slightest of touch off anyone's head was it was probably going to go in anyway. But I thought Ramsdale's positioning <clears throat> was quite poor, but. I agree with Eamon when we were discussing in the WhatsApp group, Diego Jota added something different to Liverpool when he came on. Um, I thought Ramsdale got down Brindley before the goal um, when Diaz had a shot and he turned around the post. Brindley Jota then headed against the crossbar, but um, I thought it was a really good save from um, Ramsdale. They'd done very little wrong, really, I thought. Um, in terms of the second goal, it was a quick Liverpool breakaway and one shot I had it, he laid it off to Diaz and he took it really well, you know, one touch out of his feet and he barely did pass Ramsdale, which again, he'd know, I don't think any keeper would have saved that, but it's, um, in terms of ourselves, it's one in one win in seven matches, uh, three straight defeats now, which we haven't seen much under um, Arteta. I think, as Eamon said on the show last Monday, I think this internet, you know, this little mini break is coming at the right time for us to reset, you know, after saying that yesterday. But um, with Jesus being laid off again with that knee injury, I think we will have to dip into the transfer market, you know, for a striker. Eddie Eddie and Ketty done nothing when he came on again. His body language didn't seem like he wanted to be there. I thought our reliance on Bukaya Saka He's missing chances where he was taking them this time last season. You know, it, it was it was a, it was a, it's a performance yesterday. It's hard to round up. You know, like Liverpool were there for the taking, but no San and Van Dijk. I thought there was only one team really wanting to win it, and that was Liverpool. Um, I suppose I'd start with 
you, Ozzy, you haven't been on in quite a while. What did you make of the performance yesterday? You were at the, you were at the game. I, I don't know if the Chiefs like would have been the best well, thing yeah. to come over, but what did you make? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, firstly, I'm going to say, you know, I've obviously seen social media and there's a bit, it's a bit of a response to this on there. Um, but it was very different to the Fulham game. I think the first thing I'm going to say is we wanted a response after that Fulham game because that was a toothless, gutless performance at Fulham, I've got to be honest. But we got a response. <laughs> Um, and it was similar to the West Ham performance for me, as in we we did everything but score for the first 80 minutes, didn't we? Really, um, I thought we played. I thought we played well. We toe to toe with Liverpool, um, and and overall, I think I don't think it was that bad of a performance. However, we was made to pay for missed chances, um, and for me, I think it's more in my opinion. I think I'm sort of worrying about the confidence in the team. There's um. There, there seems to be a sort of a hesitation in that final third, um, which is costing us. And I think, you know, I think it's, you can sum it up alone by looking at um, when Odegaard hit the bar, um, he takes that extra touch. Um, Kai Havertz takes that extra touch before he's shooting. I just feel there's a, there's a that's confidence for me. Um, and there's a, there's a confidence issue running through that team where I think when Odegaard, he, 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 he takes that extra second and that makes a big difference, you know. Um, when And the first time shots that he used to bury. Um, and there's Kai Havertz, I think you're looking at a player there who's, who's shot of confidence. Yeah. I think he takes that extra touch. Like that that chance he had um, where he takes it to the left and he narrows his angles down. That's, you know, that's what keepers are trying to do to you. He does it to himself, you know. Um, and I just think... Um, Overall, they're looking like a team in front of goal that are underconfident. But we got a response, and I don't think it's as bad as um, the sort of media are pointing out. And um, you know, I, I thought it was a very, it was a very different performance to that of the Fulham game. I'll say that, um, but it did remind me of the West Ham because the West Ham game we we, we should have we should have buried them in that, and we didn't. Um, and it was very similar. I think had we got the early goal, you mentioned about Reese Nelson going through. Um, and I thought Reese Nelson had a great performance, by the way. I thought it was bright, bright for bright first twenty minutes, anyway. Um, but again, is you know I think he's he's a good option there, and, and and it was good to see him on the pitch. But but yeah, in my opinion, the confidence um, is an issue in front of goal. It's that hesitation that's costing us, and and ultimately we were made to pay for, for the missed chances. Um, just going sort of through the team you said about Ramsdale. I think I think Ramsdale had a better game than I've seen him this season. Um, uh, I, I think the, the impact on the defence it looked a little bit calmer, but um, but I think set pieces is where our elephant in the room is, um, and and I think we have to talk a lot about that to be honest, because the set pieces were absolutely terrible again, um, and the fact that we employ someone full time to, to to sort our set pieces out a lot a lot to see what they're doing, um, but then from what I could see, you know where I sit, Johnny, you know I sit yeah. looking at Arteta, there was a lot of angry exchanges between them two. Um, on the side of the pitch. I'm not trying to make rumours or anything like that, yeah. but there was there was a heated exchange between, I don't know if media or, or TV picked up on that, but there was there was certainly a, um, Arteta was quite animated um, of a lot of the set pieces and not in a good way. Um, just very quickly talking about, uh, you know, going through the team, I thought I thought the back four right, actually. I think White, Gabriel, um, Akiwa, um were were I think Saliba was absolutely fantastic and yeah. I, I put him at a player of the match to be honest but but I, I think they look they look good but but Luis Diaz was amazing and I know we're not here to talk about Liverpool players but I thought he was absolutely fantastic he absolutely tormented our back four throughout that game and what I loved about him was how he was moving across the back four causing each issues for each defender. And he treated it like a shepherd's pie. He was basically forking <laughs> that match, just like Eamon would have done um, earlier on in his shepherd's pie this evening. But you know, he was he, <laughs> so I had to get a reference to there, mate. <laughs> but but he was, he was he was brilliant. And Lewis Diaz, and not credit to him, he's one he's one of the better players I've seen at Yemen this season for the opposition. Um, I thought he was great. Um, just to touch base on what you said about Saka as well. I think Saka is he tired? Is he something's going on there? Is too too predictable. Um, and that's just something, you know, that I think that we don't do enough of at Arsenal. I look at, you talk about Martinelli and Saka. I'd just like to see him switch them up and down again. Switch them, switch sides, just, just yeah. do something different. And it just seems to be, the longer the games go on and the more chance to be missing from the goal, we seem to be forcing it. And then when we forced it, we try too hard and it doesn't flow. And I think that's what I'm seeing every game. Like they started off confident, they're moving around 
ball brilliantly, making these chances. And the more chances we miss, the more they try and force it, the more they try too hard, and it has an impact. And I think, you know, just just to, to end on that sort of point, you know, that I just, what do we do? What do we do in terms of we need to switch things up? Do, why don't we switch Martinelli, Saka, or just do something different? But we don't, and I think we've become predictable. And I think teams are picking up on that, and 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 that's what that's what I think we're missing. Um, but yeah, but, but same with up front position. Why didn't we play Eddie? You know, why didn't we play Eddie? You're playing. We're saying Kai's not a forward. We're going to play him left eight, and then we play him up front in a big game like this. You know, that's, for Eddie, is that going to help his confidence? Not at all, is it? I'm not saying Eddie's the answer, but you know, if you want a striker to have confidence, you pick him when your your first choice, Jesus, is not available, or you don't play your left eight up front. That, that says a lot to Eddie, doesn't it? Where he where he stands in that pecking order. Anyway, I've talked too much. Player of the match, Saliba for me. Um, but yeah, over to the lads. <laughs> yeah, briefly before I come on to Craig and Eamon, um, Karen, do you think yesterday was crying out for an Ivan Tony type striker? Do you know an out and out striker? I think it just needs something different. We just need we just need something different. I'd, I said in the pub before the game, um, while I was drinking zero Guinness, because I'm on <laughs> dry January, just to make that clear for the wife, shouts all over it. Um, but yeah, it's, um, I, I said in the pub for the game, like, for me personally, it's Tony Arts, I don't think we can afford him, if I'm honest. Um, but I think the team is crying out for something different. I think someone, I, jo- I joked, and I got absolutely hounded for this, I'll probably get hounded in the comments for this as well, but uh, as Giroud, type player. What I'd give for Giroud and his team was six months. If we could get Giroud on a six-month loan, go and do it, Mikel, because he is what we want um, and he's what we need because then then you, you people like Saka, Martinelli, feed off them. We need someone like that, someone different. Um, that's what I'd like to see. Um, but Kai Havertz isn't that that type of player um, and he's not a forward. We, we were trying to play him left eight. He, need, he needs to understand what he is. Um, he's, he's a big guy, but in the air, he was terrible yesterday. Too many um, touches. Yeah, we just need to. And that's, that's a hesitation thing again, isn't it? So, so yeah. yeah. I, so yeah, do we need a striker? I, I personally think we do. Can we afford one? I don't think we do. We can. Um, not at the prices they're talking about for Osman and, and Tony. And I think we need to buy the right striker, um, and, and that's it. So a loan deal for someone like Giroud be brilliant. I'd love it if we could get someone like that or that that type of player. I think tides us over to the summer, and then we might be able to do something. But I think FFP has a lot to do with this. If we're doing it right. Ozzy, that's a question there on what you said there. What's that? Just that's a good question. So what you said there about Havertz. Yeah. Just, you know, I'm kind of curious about this as well. Havertz isn't a striker, but he's probably not a left eye either. Is it not wrong that we're talking about a 65 million player and we don't know what his best position is? Well, that's right. What we don't, we I, I no. can't see what he is. Like I've seen good performances from him this season. In left eight, I think against mm. a lesser opposition, I think he's all right. Um, yeah. But I don't think he knows what. what I don't. I don't know if he, is he's in transition. I don't. I don't know what he is. Um, but yesterday, show me when he won a target man striker, or 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 are we or are, are we being unfair because he's only been played there a couple of times this season? Um, yeah. I don't. I don't know. But it's a good question, mate. And, and I wish I knew the answer for it. Like, <laughs> why we spent why we spent that money on him? Yeah. Um, there's lots of people singing 60 million down the drain and not finishing that song off yesterday. <laughs> um, but, but, uh, but yeah, because, but, but, you know, it's, I, I just think, I, I don't know what he is. I can't see what he is. And, mm. um, and maybe someone can enlighten me with that, but I don't see him as, a, I don't see him as a centre forward. Um, I think we're trying to make him a left eight, whether that will work or not, who knows, but you know, that's, I, I can't see it right now. Yeah. I think, I think when he's played up front this year, he, he has done well in the charity shield and he did well yesterday, but, I know he missed an awful lot of chances, but for 65 million, I think a player should know what position he is in that in that team or squad. And I don't think we know. I don't know. I don't know if he ever will know, though. Yeah. The signing was questionable in the summer because no Arsenal fan saw that coming, and you know it's it's one of those like Nicholas Nicholas Pepe signings. You know, there's been Adderson, glimmers of hype. There's been glimmers of hype with him. He has done some, you know. I, he think, has some, I, think, he I think he's just shot of confidence, you know. What's but, that um, he was our best player in December. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. That's what we've seen. <laughs> we've seen we've seen glimmers of hope with him. But he was followed by the supporters as the best player in December. So. Yeah. You know, yeah, but what, what I'm trying to say, what I'm trying to say, Amy, is I'm not, I'm not dissing. I'm saying, I'm saying what we're saying. We've seen glimmers of hope with him, but I still can't work out 
what what his position is or what what he, what he brings to that team. I oh, still... no, no, could work out Granite Jacket until the, the coach worked him out. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what I mean. Do we give him time? Yeah. I don't know what we do, but yeah, we can't keep playing him. What my, my, my point is, we can't keep playing him centre forward, left eight, centre forward, left eight, because his confidence so, is shot. You can tell that in front of goal. Okay. He, yeah. He's panicking. He's taking that extra he's touch. Taking, he's yeah. taking that hesitation. He, he did it. He did it three times. He's very good though at leading the press. To be fair to him. You yeah. Know? Just, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I suppose the reset button is good for him as well for the next because we don't play till the twenties. Um, I come on to you, Eamon. Uh, you were saying in the WhatsApp group it was a cracking FA Cup tie. I can't argue with you there. It was a really good game. Um, what did you make of of the performance from ourselves? Well, before I do, I want to give a New Year message. <laughs> The president of Ireland. <laughs> Welcome, Michael D. I want to wish a happy new year to all of the Irish Gunner podcast. He shall not hear the bitter cry above the shore where he has lain. So there you go. Michael D. Higgins says um, hello. Um, Thanks, Michael D., look, for your comment as always. Okay. I Actually, Carl touched on it a few times that it reminded him of the West Ham game. Carl, I was at that game um, and once again I went looking for you and couldn't find you. You're very elusive these days. Chris, Chris uh, fired, yeah. Chris fired, yeah. Um, <laughs> um, so it didn't remind me of the West Ham game. I thought we were I thought we were, you know, energetic against West Ham, but the, the football that we played that night was a bit turgid, I thought, you know. Um, it reminded me of the Brighton game. If you remember the Brighton game, we really got after Brighton. We was like charge of the light brigade on the press. We created chances early. We didn't take them. And, you know, we got lucky with a corner in the second half. And that got us on our way. But the first half against Liverpool yesterday was like the first half against Brighton. You said we were looking for a response and we got one. We were excellent in the first half. We were fizzing around the place. We were playing great combination football. We played them off the park in the first half, right? And it's obvious that the difficulty we're having right now is we're struggling in front of the goal. So if you just do a quick look, Nelson, could he have loved him? Um, I think he might have been, he would have had, I think he might have had to put it too high for it to, ma- for it to make its way into the goal. And I think that got in his mind. But I thought where he was poor was when he did go around him, he's got to pull that back. Shusaka standing at the edge of the box, you know? Yeah. So that was one chance missed. Uh, you get the Odegaard one where he's got two options. Take his, pick his spot, or let's just roll it to Giorgino, who rolls it into an empty net. And he did neither. He tried to blend the thing. That's a sign of anxiety in front of the goal, right? Then you had the uh, Havertz header. He's got to put that in. You've got the one that Havertz um, had his, got his hip to, right? <laughs> he's got to put he's got to put that in. Um, you've in the second half, you Gabriel getting out of the way. I think he got a shell from Saka, and then Saka decides to do you know a shank on it, right? So it would not have flattered us if we'd have gone in three or four one up at half time. We were that good, right? Liverpool were always going to come back into the game because we let them away with it. But that tie should have been out of sight at halftime. It was really exciting. I was pleased with the response. I was pleased with the effort. But it's obvious that we're struggling in front of goal. And the obvious clamour now is going to be, do we need Ivan Tony? I wouldn't go near Ivan Tony with a barge pole. And I'm saying that again. I would not like my club to spend 70 or 80 million that will put us in jeopardy with financial fair play. Whatever you think about Ivan Tony, he hasn't played in a year. Right? And to me, st- let's stop talking about Ivan Tony. He's not coming to the Arsenal. Forget about him. Right? It's Vlahovic material. It's not going to happen. Right? In fact, I would be surprised if we do any business in January, other than maybe get somebody on loan for the left side of the defence. And then you say, well, what are we going to do without strikers? And we need to just stand back from it a little bit and say, on Christmas Day, we were the second highest scorers in the division. Right? So it's not that we haven't been able to get goals all season, but there's a psychological thing, and Arteta himself touched on this, 
the problem has now become psychological. And I'm telling you, the anxiety in the crowd, and I touched on this on last week's show, it's getting to the players. They're snatching at things that they shouldn't be. I know people say, oh, well, they're professional players. But they've got a human conditioning as well. The same way as the best snooker players miss shots. The same way as, you know, Darts players can throw 180s and then 45, 45 in the next in the next one, you know. So there is that. But we had we had an hour of dominance in the game, right? Against a really, really good team who are in a really good groove at the moment. You know, I mean, if you look what they did to Newcastle, they should have beaten them about 14 2. You know, I know they hadn't got uh, Van Dyke and, and, and Salah, but they play the mo- they play a modernised version of Jack Charlton football. They just bypass midfield. They get it up to the pitch and they press in a much more sophisticated way. That's not to um, to rubbish them in any way. They do it brilliantly, right? Um, then you talk about Ramsdale. He didn't do anything wrong. I thought he was terrible. I actually thought he was terrible. I think he picked out Nelson by mistake because he was just hoofing it, right? Um, he never went short at all, which we had Jorginho at the base of the midfield for exactly that reason, to take the ball on the turn. Ramsdale is such a bag of nerves these days. Yeah. I don't think he calmed down the defence. In fact, I think Kibior puts the ball in his own goal because he's not trusting his goalkeeper. That could have been could have Jorginho been. affecting that though, couldn't it, as well, for calmness and defence. What did you make of yeah. game? What did you make of Ramsdale's positioning and the, the, well, this is what I'm saying to you. I, I actually I, I I looked at the I looked at the highlights again and I, I, I had him called yesterday for two set piece errors, but I'm taking one back. The first corner that uh, Jota hit the bar from, I've looked at that again. Uh that's too far from to risk coming out. Yeah. I thought in real time, your goalkeeper's gotta be coming out and claiming that. And he was rooted to the line. I, I, I'll give him that one, right? But the goal, he's, if he's moving off his line at all, he's got to come and get that ball, right? Yeah. So the defender, I think Kibiar is kind of thinking the goalkeeper might be here. Oh, he's not there. And he gets caught in no man's land and he tries to get ahead on it. But and by the time he gets ahead on it, his body shape because he's looking for his goalkeeper is all wrong. And that ball is only, that ball is only at the post, Jonathan. Like that's that's a good like you either you you either stick or twist and he didn't either like you, if he stays on his line that ball's not going in right yeah. but he doesn't he half comes out um yeah. brilliant save by the way I'm not down on Ramsdale I love his attitude and all that but like he went long all day because I I I, I don't think the defense trusts him anymore you know sorry, um, sorry. just to come in sorry. Do you think hand and heart? Do you think Arms Ramsdale's days at Arsenal are probably finished in the summer? Do you think? Probably in the summer, yeah. Yeah. It, de- it depends on you see. We all keep forgetting. The Estonian lad is really highly rated. Carl Hine, yeah. 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 So you know, I'm just thinking, like, if we're going to make Ray a permanent signing, um, they're not. He's not going to hang on to the two of them. No. Yeah. Right. And then the last thing I'd say is, um, and I'll come back to some of the reaction and stuff later. Um, <laughs> no, 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 That's I think we need to cover it because it's, it's, <laughs> no, because it's, a, it, it, it's having an effect, I'm telling you. Yeah, we right. are in danger of turning that stadium into a toxic atmosphere Yeah, from where it was last season, right? And for the section of Arsenal fans who built the team off the pitch yesterday, Hang your head in absolute shame. Hang your head in shame, right? Now, we're all entitled to our opinions. First of all, I never booed my own team, ever, no matter how bad we were. But second of all, at least try and find the middle ground. If you're going to build them off, let it be for the Fulham type performance. Let it be for something where there was no effort. Let it be for somebody where, where somebody didn't try a leg. That clearly wasn't the case yesterday. Right, and it doesn't happen up north. It doesn't happen up in Liverpool. It doesn't happen, you know. And then you wonder why Anfield's a cauldron because we are a bunch of naysayers, and we should Just hang our head and shame. You're wrong, there because Man City were built last month. Sorry, Man City were built last. Man, month. I don't count Man City. I'm talking about Liverpool. I don't count Man City. Man City's hardcore <laughs> fans wouldn't do that, right? When they were playing in Main Road, that never happened, right? I don't count them. Right, 
there's more of these new age uh, Man City fans build off the pitch, build off the pitch for yesterday's efforts. Okay, right? Hang your head in shame. And I'll tell you what's going to happen there. And it just reminded me uh, in around 2012, 2014. Um, and I brought a guy who lived next door to me in Finglas. Uh, he lives in London now to an Arsenal Blackburn game. Um, and he's a Queen's Park Rangers fan. And uh, it was a nil all draw. And we had about 38 efforts on goal, right? And they were built off the pitch. And what he said to me was, do you know what? It's no wonder teams don't get intimidated here. He's a, a very unforgiving mob. Right? And I just think we are... Last season, we were on the crest of a wave. Yeah. Everybody was connected, blah, blah, blah. Right? And it is only a couple of games away from turning toxic. And when that place turns toxic, there's only one winner, and that's the opposition. So I say to all of those bill boys yesterday, hang your head in shame. Yeah, it's, it, it, it's, look, it, it's one win in seven matches. You know, it, it isn't great reading for, you know, or probably the success, you know, from last season. Well, just, hold just, on just, now. Just, yeah, just, well, I'll, get, I'll get all that. But can I say, I was also there the day Emmanuel Abui was billed off the pitch. He was brought on as a sub on the left wing. Yeah, no, left wing. Let's call it a spade a spade. Because with nobody else. Yeah. What do you think that did to that guy's confidence? So many of those fans think they're doing air players any favours to wake them up, think again, and go back and play FIFA manager and do all <laughs> the great things, but get out of the bloody stadium and replace it with people who are going to make it make, make it a hostile. I, I thought now, I, I'll be honest with you before I come on to Craig. I, I do agree with you, Eamon, you know, without laughing and all besides. I find building the team was a bit, it was a bit drastic, you know. After you know, I think the crowd the was very different there yesterday, Jonathan. I, yeah, I think the actually, crowd. Actually, can I ask you, Carl, the, when that booing started, was it from uh, a, my, an what, what I heard was people having to go to people booing. Um, you, right. you don't boo. You, you know, there was a lot of that. Some people not staying to, you know, the amount of people staying to clap them off the pitch was was, was definitely reduced. But right. yesterday there was a different crowd there. Yesterday there was a. I don't know if the tube strikes had an impact or something, but there was a lot of uh, it, there wasn't a lot of regulars there in our section, and certainly the regulars that stayed had a go at the boo boys. But um, but yeah, that it, it, it wouldn't didn't happen. I want names now. <laughs> it well, there's, there's only a couple in my block, but there was a lot of people there that we wouldn't normally yeah. see. I think I'll say it. I'll be political. I'll say that, but there's a there's a lot of people there. I think who's having their first day out at Arsenal, yeah. and they expected a win. And didn't get it, and yeah, went after against it. a very good Liverpool side as well. It has to be said, you know, like you have to give Liverpool respect. You know, your as as Artadic pointed out at the end of the match, lads, we were beaten by probably the best informed team in Europe at the moment. You know, like so missing Salon. Yeah, Craig, you had a bit of a rant on WhatsApp, and as Amy said, everyone's entitled to their opinion. Exactly. What was your take on yesterday's performance, in your view? Yeah, look, it's very frustrated, but I think the frustration is coming from the last seven games, to be honest with you. Um, like Eamon said, it was very like um, the Brighton game, which it was. It was at the Brighton game. We won 2-0 that day. It could have been 5 or 6 nil. The first half in this game, we could have been 3 or 4 nil up. But again, it's you know kind of the same old story as at the Brighton game. Should have won 5 or 6 nil, only won 2 nil. Then... The West Ham game, where I do, I actually do agree with Eamon in that sense. I, I think we were actually better yesterday than we were against West Ham. Um, the West Ham game, we were having attempts, but you know there was no real clear club chances. Whereas yesterday we had a number of them. Um, you know, Havertz could have had a hat trick. Um, how we didn't score from the, uh, I think it was Reese Nelson, Kanate blocked his shot, and then Odegaard. You know, all I have to do is put in the net. Now it's a difficult chance because defenders coming at him. He should have scored that goal. But um, yeah, it's like it was just I, I, you know, when we didn't score in that first half, I sat there half time and I said Liverpool are going to win this because we didn't get the yearly goal that would have boosted the confidence, would have got the crowd going a bit more, um, and I knew Liverpool would get one or two chances in the second half and probably score, which happened. Now look. KBR was very unlucky for the goal, unlucky or stupidity, whatever you want to call it. You know, was it his fault? Did Ramsdale give him a show? Did he 
kind of, you know, duck out of because he got a shout or did he, did he look, like Eamon said, did he think Ramsey was coming towards him and he's going to get a clatter? But if he did think that, that's not really good enough because, you know, as a defender, you're meant to get ahead in the ball. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it, I agree with Eamon on the bills. The team shouldn't be built. <coughs> you know, it's, it's, it's absolutely terrible that that happened. Um, you know, my frustration stems from is that this is the tour time in three years we went out on the tour around the FA Cup, which is disgraceful for Arsenal because we're so good in this cup. Um, you know, that's three times in three years we went out the tour around the FA Cup. Then, you know, our the last, I think, four years since we've been, you know, whatever people want to think about the Europa League, whether you should go and win it or not win it, you know, he's went out in the last 32 and the last 16, which again is not good enough. So, you know, like, we're not at the point where we should be throwing these competitions like the FA Cup, the Carabao Cup and that, because I think this squad really needs a cup to go on and kind of win the bigger things because we're not entitled to win the Premier League or Champions League by, by no means. But with the amount we've spent this year and the 600 million that Arteta has been given, we should we should expect the team to finish in the top two. Not that, not, that they're, not that they have to or, you know, if they don't, the world going to the end, but... The, the, the fans should be demanding that because we have a very good squad, albeit probably not as strong as Liverpool or City's yet. But, you know, I, I know the lads touched on do we need a striker and Eamon said that about Ivan Tony. I'm sorry, lads. Not that I, not that I think we should sign Eamon to, Ivan Tony, but I don't agree with the bollocks that, you know, oh, we can't spam, we can't do this, can't do that. Why is Reese Nelson at the club still? Why is Smith Rosen at the club then? Why is Eddie Nketi at the club? When Eddie Nketi is, you know, I'm sorry, he had one touch yesterday when he came on. He played yeah. for 12 minutes yesterday. He's not, he's not an impact player anymore. Now, I know pe- some people are fans of Eddie and Ketia, but I, I guarantee you, know, if he went to Crystal Palace or West Ham, whatever it is next week or the end of the window, I'd say he wouldn't get, I'd say next season he wouldn't get 10 or, 10 or 12 goals because he's not good enough. And, you know, it's, it's a bit like Nicholas Bentner a few years ago, who we all thought might be good. He was okay. He's scored a goal here and there against Boris, and he's a bit of a you know, a cult hero at Arsenal. He wasn't good enough for us to get to the place we wanted to get. That's why the club moved him on. But I'm sick to death of Arsenal holding on to players because they might come good, they might come good. It's not good enough. You know, Liverpool... Are you saying Smith is not good enough? I don't know, Eamon. At this point, I haven't seen him in two years, really, you I know. I'll tell you, Smith Rowe is a £50 million Euro player, £50 million player. And the reason why he's still at the club is, Craig, in January, nobody's going to spend that on him. That's the reason. I know, but bad and all as you might think he is, and you know, I don't think he's that bad, but he's at least a 30 million player. Who's going to spend 30 million on him in January? So, the financial fair play is a reality. And people say, Oh, but Chelsea and Man City can do what they want, you know. Well, everything, they, did, yeah, every, everything did, and look what happened. I know, so FFA, 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 FFA I know for a fact, I know for a fact, right? And this is factual. If we go out and spend in January. Without getting revenue in, we breach FFP. So not getting away from that. I, I agree with you. I completely agree with you. But there has to, the, the club the club has to be has to do something out of norm. I mean, they can't just sit back and say, "Right, we can't spend on Ivan Tony. Let's not do anything." You know, sell the likes. I wouldn't Rock spend it on Ivan Tony even if he could afford him. Well, well like you were saying, nobody's going to pay this money for that. So it's interesting that he didn't get to you. For, according to rumours, Crystal Palace are willing to pay towards a million for him. And, and that's pure profit towards FFP. So if the club wanted to get the 20 million in, I think I think it doubles the amount that they can spend. So they have about 40, 50 million to play around with. There has to be strikers. Yeah, so what really good striker? What really good striker are you going to get for but, 40? But you need a different option to Jesus anyways. So there has to be young young strikers out there that are you know tall or athletic. Possibly. So we can't just hang our heads and say, Ivan Tony or Ozzyman or whatever. It looks like your man Ozzyman's going to go to Chelsea in the summer. The, the, the scouting department have to identify these strikers that we can get in cheaply. Now, where are they uh, going to no, I, I, I completely agree, Craig. But that's not going to happen in January. This is the point I'm making. It's not going to happen in January. So Ozzyman no, no, like you see, but if, 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 if you go chasing. You'll end up like doing a Leeds United on it. You, you can't spend what you don't have, right? And there's a there's a multi-annual budget that's compliant with FFP. 
And unless we sell somebody and people know, if people know we're looking for a striker, they'll offer us less than we're looking for. for and that's the way it works, right? I, I agree with you. I do, I do agree. It's just like you were saying Smith Rowe was a great player and that. Arteta isn't using him. Arteta isn't using Nelson. He's been unfit for over a year. Arteta has, given Smith Rowe. Arteta has given Smith Rowe guarantees that he would be used more in the second part of the season. Right? Otherwise, we just move him on. But he's, all I'm saying is, he's a 50 million player. That's how good he is. Well, right? I love Smith Rowe. And I think he's at a the great moment. Player. And I tell you what, Craig. At the moment, we put our we put uh, Smith Rowe up in the window in January. We get fifteen or twenty million for a fifty million player, and then it'll be all. Oh, well, Ed do is Ed needs to be sacked because he can't get the price for the player. Well, then if we're not selling, we're not selling Smith Rowe, and we need to sell Nelson because again, he hasn't been used until. What did you get from? Sorry. What are you going to get from? Well, again, he's a, he's a, he's an FFP player. Sorry, a, a home homegrown player. So again, if he gets if we get fifty million for him, that means twenty million FFT. I think, it, I think it goes like that. Twenty million for him. It's who we're going to get, isn't it, with that yeah. money? Because I was just but looking at Osman. Awesome his release clause is one hundred and thirty million euro. You, Osman. Awesome. Oh, I don't think we're going to get Osman. But you got him, Tony. They're the only two people, and Vahalovic. They're, they're the only three people that you could say would be. Who else is out there? Who else is out there? But Ozzy, can you not see what I'm saying? The club have to be creative in what they're doing. The club can't just say we can't spend FFP. You know, we're going for the league this year, or whatever you want to think we are or not. You know, if we if if we need this striker that everyone's saying we need, be creative, make a sale and get the striker in. We can't just. I know Eamon is saying Smith Rowe is a great player and he's a 50 million player. You got to get a bad striker is the point we're making. We can't just keep Smith Rowe Eamon because he's a great player and he's 50 million. Surely, if you put these players in the market, there'll be a market. What's going to happen? The time to do transfer business is the summer, right? Not January. We got we got lucky with Trossard last year, right? We got and you can throw your eyes up to heaven. That's grand. No, I just I just disagree. No, well, I, yeah, that's grand. But I I actually paid you the court to see you listening to you, right? Now I'm just saying to you, I'm just saying to you, right? It's all very well throwing your eyes up to heaven. Ah, look, we're going for the league. We have to get. But you'll be the force now, banging the drum. If we do get penalised points for breach of FFP, but I, I'm not saying breach FFP. I'm saying make a sale to get that striker in. But, but then so okay, so you have thirty million quid. What are you gonna get? Yeah, that was my point. That was my point, Rosalind. Yeah. And actually, when you look at it, if, if we say, yeah, but if we sell, if we sell Reese Nelson, Eddie Nketiah, and Smith Rowe to buy in Ivan Tony, let's just say Ivan Tony's a choice. That means that you've got, haven't got a bench of yesterday. We have a bench of real, real Walters, Souza, Ethan Nwara, Cedric Suarez, El Nenny when he's back, and then you've got two and other youth, and, and <laughs> you know what I mean. What you lose your depth on the bench if you sell those three players. Now I know Ozzy, he's not using the depth, so why keep these players? Like he, he's used. You'd have nothing to bring on though. Any injuries, you'd have nothing to bring on. Reese Nelson came in and did a job yesterday. First half, I thought he was cracking. He was good yeah, yesterday. Yeah. Yesterday and the game against um, Brentford in the cup were the only games he started. Yeah. So I just, but, like, I, I think we're afraid to lose. Like, like I pushed on earlier on, Liverpool sold Dominic Solanke for twenty-five million when they were going well a few years ago. They sold Jordan I for twenty million. I'm not saying the market is now, or maybe, or, or maybe there isn't stewards for these players now. But come the summer, when you take a long hard look at the squad, I think the squad this year has been assembled wrong. I think the sign that Havertz was wrong. We needed a striker more than that. We could have got another midfielder in. Who that is, I don't know. Maybe you know James Madison. I know he's into the last three months, but he went for forty million instead of sixty-five million. You know, everyone kind of knew we needed a striker last year. We didn't go get that done. But I just like even the Royal deal as well. You know, it's up in the air whether who's better, Roya or Ramsdale. It's pretty close, in my opinion. It's 27 million that we could have spent on a striker. So, uh, again, I don't know. It's probably part I seem to recall, Craig. I seem to recall, Craig, an absolute meltdown when Man City allegedly put a bid in for Declan Rice because everybody said that the one player that we needed, absolutely needed, and we needed to make a big statement, was the 100 plus million for Declan Rice. And we went out and did that. Well, yeah, then I, I have I, people now saying to me last night that we should have bought Harry Kane 
Like, I mean, Jesus Christ. Like, this is the type of nonsense you're dealing with. As if it was yeah. a game of FIFA manager. You can just press a few buttons and sign guys. Yeah. Like, we are, the, 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 the harsh reality for the Arsenal is we are ahead. Last season was an aberration. We were actually much further ahead than where we thought we'd be. Right? Our squad was too thin. We could have got lucky if, we, if Big Willie hadn't got injured because I really genuinely think yeah. we could have won the bloody title. He was the one player we couldn't lose last season, right? But but what, what what's happened now is because last season was so good against the head, yeah. sense of expectation has risen to a level that's not commensurate with the size of our squad. Yeah. And the time to do surgery on your squad is the summer. Yeah. Unless something... Like Trossard was a bit of a lucky find in January last year. Nice. You know, nice, yeah. he was a lucky find. You know, and he's given us back the twenty whatever million like, in terms of performances. But you generally don't get stuff done in January. No. Um, what, what I will say, um, Eamon, is just, is is where I have to lose my thread. Try to talk there. Thank <laughs> um, like you, Craig. No, I sorry, I missed that, Craig. What was that? <laughs> I lost your train of thought there. <laughs> compose yourself. Compose yourself. Get back on your feet. Oh, sorry. Sorry, I, I remember now. It's just, I, I think the way of expectation is because last season was obviously very good up until March. But with a lot, with a lot of the younger fan base, Eamon, and then Ozzy, what I will say is we've, we haven't seen Arsenal be successful or win the, the likes of the Premier League. So I think that's where the younger fans are a lot frustrated. And not that we have more entitlement to feel frustrated, but that's where it stems from, I think, because to be honest with you, we've seen us win a few FA Cups, which is brilliant. But for the majority of my 20, 25 years, 20, nearly 30 years part in Arsenal, we've been crap. I totally understand that. That's not lost to me. But when, when Arteta came in, right, it was clear that what he presented to the club was a five-year plan to put us in the mix to be competitive at the very, very top. And we're four years into that five years. Mm. And we are competitive. We need one or two more additions. There's absolutely no question about that. I think January is a bad time. I think January would be a reckless time to do something mad, right? Um, particularly when you're chasing Man City um, and what they do in the second half of the season. So you could actually burn your you could burn your own lights out if you're not careful, and you could leave yourself. But what I'm saying to you is, remember, we all want the top four. That's what we wanted. We got top four. We're in the knockouts in the Champions League. We're playing Porto in February. We're in the top four at the moment. Okay, if we put a couple of wins and somebody slips up, we're back in the mix. It's not all that bad. But I do accept we need to do more business. But this project is ahead of schedule. And I referenced on the show last week that book that I'm reading. Revolution. The Charles Watts Revolution. If you actually look at the mess that Arteta and Edu inherited from the top down to the bottom. And one of the things I was kind of majoring on last night on the podcast, I see Big Al is on now with about 48 messages. Um, Big Al, you're a clown. That's my message to you, right? Anyway, um, and, I hope, and I hope he hears this, right? And I hope he's twice the size of me and I'll actually <laughs> climb up and nut him. Anyway, we don't want to bring violence onto a family show. But <laughs> the, po the point I'm making is, when I ask people who are having a meltdown about we'll never win out under our tether brother, who are you going to replace him with? Right? You at least made an effort, Craig, and said, well, look, I like the look of what the uh, Zerbi's doing at Brighton. He's, he's pulling up trees there, and he is. But so was Graham Potter. And look what happened when he got a big job. He couldn't hack it. It's a risk. I'm not saying it'd be wrong. I'm saying it's a risk. It's way too early to think about changing manager. Way, way, way too early. But then, Eamon, is it, is it not too, you know, like if, just say for instance now, we finish toward, and we get knocked out of the Champions League against Porto. You know, should, his, should he not, should that position not be reviewed in the summer with the expectation and the money we've spent? No. You see, the, the money we spent, 600 million over four years and 100 million was on Declan Rice. That's only a shoestring compared to what other clubs have spent. He had to burn the house down, Craig. So, I mean, if any, I actually think if anybody is seriously thinking 
that the manager's position should be up for review this season, I think it's rocks in your head stuff. It really is rocks in your head stuff, right? That can't go on forever. And I'm not an apologist for Mikel Atete. I find myself disagreeing with many of his team selections, many of his substitutions, some of the, some of the type of football we play. But boy, God, he's left, left us in a far better place than the place he inherited. That's for sure, right? The Zerbi might be great. He might not. It's a risk. But when I flushed out one other guy who actually insulted me by telling me I knew nothing about football, um, Grant, if that's what he thinks, fair enough. You know, um, he wants Antonio Conte in, right? Now, I'll tell you one thing. I wouldn't let him into the staff canteen. he poison everybody. Fair enough, he won a title with Chelsea with a ready-made team. Then he went to poison that place. He actually made Spurs even more toxic than they were, you know? And if this, if this is what Arsenal fans think, that is the greatest exhibition of short-termism I've ever heard in my life. Bring Antonio Conte into manage Arsenal. Seriously, now. Anyway, I've said, <laughs> I've said enough. I've said enough. But I do, I do accept Craig. Like, yeah. I was born, I, I was born in '65, uh, and I saw us winning in Dublin '71. So between '71 and '89. We were nowhere near winning titles. Yeah, I know what it's like, you know, um, and it is like it, it's it's a massive frustration. But what what needs to happen is that the team needs to hit a reset button, and people need to say, Do you know what, fuck it, for good or ill, we are going to get behind this team with everything we have between now and the end of the season, and see where it takes us. Well, you know, if we come out and give Palace a good beating, and somebody else draws, things change. You know, yeah. we're only two points off the top. You know, like five, it's thirty-five. But you know, like the reset. I think the reset's coming at you know this this bit of a break we're going to get in the next few days. It's coming at a right time for us. You know, badly needed. And like a share said there, and the podcast I was listening to with Lineker and Richards, he said, but with clubs knowing Arsenal need a striker in January. The price is only going to keep going up and up because you know we're desperate. So you know we don't want to be lured into it. A trap died, or you know, overspending and so on that isn't worth the value as well. And, you know, it was a good point he made there as well. Um, look, just an overall bad few guys, you know. Once it's we get it's, it's the depth again, you know, there's not enough quality once we get one or two injuries. And like we're losing Tommy Astu now, aren't we? To the Asian Cup, sadly, you know. But, Look, it's the same as you very rarely get anything done in January, you know, because players are involved in different stages of what of their own campaigns. You know, clubs that are going for tides, they're not going to let their best players go. So, you know, that's the that's the headache of January. Who do you sign? And obviously with this financial fair play now, every club has to be careful. So um, after everything, you see, the, the everything yeah. decision has changed everything. Yeah. They might be afraid of Man City, but they're, <laughs> you know, yeah. because the, because Arab money is pounding up the Premier League and all of that type of thing. But they weren't afraid of Everton and they they, they, they clobbered them, you know. It's, um, I, yeah. I, thought was, I thought it was quite harsh, you know, to make an example of a club, you know. But, um, that's the risk you take, isn't it? You know? And Nottingham Forest are next. No? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Big Al has wrote. Big Al has wrote about twenty messages. Aiming to see that. Big, that's what I said. Big Al, he's written. He's written about yeah. twenty. That's what I said. Big Al is on fire now tonight. But um, you, you, did you say he um, he's, he's one of the guys that sells the gunner outside the yeah. ground? Is that right, Johnny? Yeah, Alexander Laidman. Yeah, if you're listening, yeah, he does. Did you, did you recruit him to the group? Yeah. No, Johnny, I think yeah. he visits your recruitment policy. <laughs> Yeah, do, you, do you want me to read a snippet of what he says? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me a snippet, but Jesus, I mean, I don't know if I've got just before you do, I don't know if I've any whiskey in the cupboard, but <laughs> Big Al said, I could say that, but personally, very angry. I want Arteta gone. One win in seven, now spent an absolute fortune, more than any Arsenal manager. He has had four years to build a championship winning team, not got the mental or tactical mind of a Clapper or a Pep or a Fergie or Mourinho. And loves himself to boot with the public and the women. I want the Spanish pricks. <laughs> Crooks like Frankie or Eddie won't do it because they don't want to pay the condescension. Conversation. Don't think we're good enough to win a Premier League or Champions League. So that's four full seasons without a trophy. 
for a man earning nine million a calendar year. Well, he won't be actually up Craig in twenty twenty. So you know you have to say. Well, look, as Eamon said, unless you read the book by Big Charles Al, Bond, I'm never buying the Gooner again, pal. The revolution. I'm gonna go Gooner online, and and even though I've represented workers for a quarter of a century in my professional life, I'll make an exception for you. It's the best. <laughs> Eamon pointed it out, though, and if you have read the revolution book, the four years that he's had has been to clean up the mess of previous. Absolutely. You know, like I, I've, only, started, I've only actually started reading it, and I've got, I've had a different mindset already of what Arteta walked into. You know, it's it really is it is a great book. You know, yeah, it's the same said last Monday. It's stuff that we didn't even know why he walked into it. I don't know, Ossie, if you read it. I haven't. No, I'm gonna I'm yeah. gonna look for it after after this. Do do, Carl. I mean, I yeah. I was I told you I was looking for some. Um, Dodgy calendar for the mega morning uh, in Aces, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> so you get everywhere. It was like a sports bar, <laughs> fucking books everywhere. Well, and, I, and I picked it up, and I said, "You know what?" And I start reading it uh, over the Christmas, and yeah. I actually said to myself, "I thought I was, imagine yourselves, we're all big gooners. We, one of the reasons why we get frustrated is because we love the club, but yeah. I, but I thought I was well enough versed, I'm long enough around, you know, and." Uh, <laughs> Fuck me, Pink. The mess that he took. And it was not just at the team. It was everything. Everything from the way things were done at director level all, all the way, you know. It's shocking. Um, but look, we're in a better place. And uh, if we just got one or two wins and calmed down in front of goal, I think we'd all calm down a little bit. But it is. Like, it's... it's do you know what? It's heartbreaking. It's not even... It's, it's heartbreaking. <laughs> To watch, just, watch yesterday, you know. <laughs> I, I'll give you one more laugh, uh, laugh on uh, what was said. He thinks that Arteta is as good as John Eustace or Rob Edwards, the Luton manager. Okay, very good. When we get them in, and maybe Big Al will be pleased. Um, he'll be uh, he, he he he'd be having his he'd be having his um his club meetings in a in a phone box if there's any left. You know, good man. Like he wouldn't fit in the phone box, actually. His head would come out through the top of it. You know? <laughs> that... I think he's drinking too much of that Camden Ale. Is that the redheaded guy uh, who sells the gooner? He's about six foot seven. Is that him? Um, <laughs> I don't know. You recruited him, Jonathan. I didn't. Look, I got a few, few issues of gum. <laughs> I, I didn't want to inherit this mess. <laughs> I tell you, if he ever if he ever meets me after what all what I've said to him, he's gonna want. He's he's actually going to want to have have me um, die on the spot. But I've decided already. <laughs> I have my moves worked out. I'm getting in early and I'm getting in low. Aim to forward your response later on to him. <laughs> I'm going to use uh, the D11 tactics. I'm using the D11 tactics here. Early and low. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, look, yeah, we all, look, it is it is frustrating, you know, and it's from the highs of last season, you know, we didn't expect what we what we witnessed last season, and just look, we're always we were always going to go through a bad patch, but I think if we get through this, because it's happened in the middle of the season, you know, Palace we can. Palace is massive. Palace yeah. is massive. Yeah, it's a massive. Yeah. Massive. If we lose, if we lose that game, Eamon, do you think the fans could turn? You know, if it's possible. Yeah, we're, we're we're such a fickle bunch, you know. Um, it's a big one, isn't it? It is. I, I asked I asked Morrissey from the Smiths, um, what he thought of it, <laughs> and he reckoned we're not right in the head. Hey, 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 hey. You know, um. So well, it's all a bit no house at the moment. Um, but look, um, yeah. all joking aside, Palace is a massive game. There's yeah. going to be massive pressure on the team. Hopefully they come back, reset, post the victory, calm us all down, and let's see where we can go from there, you know? Yeah. Well, I think we play Forest away after that then, you know? We do, yeah, 10 days later. Yeah. Yeah, cause yeah. We would have been in the FA Cup fourth round of that weekend, but... Obviously, yesterday that that all been ended. That so, even another what ten days before the second, you know. So recovery. Oh, by the way, just on that note, in case I forget before the show is over, yeah. from a, a, the supporters' club point of view, if you're applying for Chelsea tickets, 
the game is Paddy's weekend. That's an FA Cup weekend, and Chelsea could still be in it, you know? Yeah, I forgot about that, actually. Yeah, it's Paddy's weekend. Yeah, it's mid-March, isn't it? Yeah. Um, just briefly, Eamon, uh, has there been any word to the supporters club about tickets for Porto or anything uh, for the home game? Tickets for Porto, um, that order went in last week. Right, okay. Um, that's another big one, yeah. <laughs> I think if you wanted a ticket for that game, it's doable. It's doable. Oh. Okay. Um, the home game's been announced as a Cate game, isn't it? Is it? Yeah. Is it? It's category, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, so... Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, I think by uh, by the looks of it, briefly... Uh, listening to Ivan Tony today, I think he's going to stick around for Brent to, with Brentford to the end of the season. After, after what annoying. they've done for him, you know, uh, they could have just dumped him out, but I think he's going to he stay. Hasn't, hasn't played in a year, you know. I mean, it's a gamble. With, uh, in talks apparently with uh, Everton for Andre. Uh, is that his name? Onana. 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 Yeah. Who's in talks? Arsenal. Yeah, I said that today. Yeah. With, with a loan, a loan obligation, obligation, Eamon. Uh, is it like the party, he's probably, he's probably, yeah, I think the party injury is a lot worse than people think. Yeah. I think Neil Egan that listens to the show, uh, being an Everton fan, if you could put a word in over the next That's 10 Richie days. That's Richie White. He is a good player, isn't he? <laughs> oh, Richie White, is it? Yeah, Neil Egan's a good one. Yeah. I'd like, uh, I'd like how Nana's right in the field. I think it look well. Oh, absolutely, Craig, yeah. absolutely. You know? Yeah. yeah. It's a big, I think the next three weeks be interesting enough to see what type of business we could do, you know, if any. Yeah. Um, is there anything else you like mentioned on the show or anything? Yeah. The Kaiser. <laughs> One of the most elegant footballers ever to grace our beautiful game passed away today. Yeah. Franz Beckenbauer. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh. And uh, I, I'm old enough to remember him playing. Um so he's won. I don't know whether you saw that. No, he's only three people who've won the World Cup as player and manager. So Mario Zagallo died on Saturday. Yeah, he done the same. Franz yeah. Beckenbauer died today, and Didier Deschamps is shitting himself. <laughs> so he's the only one left. <laughs> Have we got anything from Michael D to wrap up the show? <laughs> yes, indeed. I am the president of Ireland. Uh, no, Michael Day is he's sleeping away at the moment, you know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, Carlo over for the Palace game. You around? I am. I am indeed. Okay. I'll be around. Okay. Um, usual venue. Usual venue. Yeah. Kick off. Nice early one. To start it off, yeah, yeah, that's a good, good point. I'm going, going on the Friday, so I'll, I'll check what time they're open, but get us get a table. <laughs> I'm going on the Friday, I'll probably meet Chris <laughs> <laughs> tomorrow on the Blackstock Road. Yeah, <laughs> it's, been, uh, <laughs> it's been a busy show, lads. Plenty covered in this one, I have to say. Um, really good points made by everyone, and um. Uh, I'd just like to thank Carl Ozzy Osborne for turning up. Thanks very much, pal. Craig Smith, you, you really composed yourself well tonight. Fair play to you. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> and Eamon Donnelly. Well, you can't it's, it's, all, it's all love. We all love the Arsenal. It is, Craig. It's all love. Yeah. It's all love. Eamon you know? Donnelly, I have to say, you steadied the ship really well tonight. <laughs> no massive. Alexander Layman, are you listening? <laughs> If you listen to me, everything will be okay. Everybody listen Amen. to me, everything will be okay. Maybe we should finish the show with a song. Um, Here we go. Here we go. Radio I can call you Eamon. Eamon, you can call me out. <laughs> Big out. <laughs> As always. If I don't make it back from one of these trips, you'll know. Big out has done a number on me, okay? As always. Thanks to Martin Stumble for editing the show. Um, it'll be up in the next few hours. But uh, next week, next Monday, we'll be um, having a look over the first half of the season since we're in uh, reset mode. So that should be interesting. So until then, have a good week, lads, and thanks for listening. Take care. Pleasure, Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.